Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. On the wider internet family, go to trustthejourney.today. That is our website. It's us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. Please subscribe, like, comment, share. And if you would like to join the Trust the Journey family, that's where we expand the conversation and our connections into more depth and more support of each other. Please join us there. Please donate on Patreon and we'll add you to that private Facebook group. As well, we're now officially looking for sponsors and brands to align ourselves with. So if you know of somebody you think would be a good match for the show, or you feel like, hey, I'm getting value from this show, and I've got a company that aligns with the mission for, of TTJ, I'm going to give Mel and Jay a call. You can reach us at jasonmolenski.com or melaniecurtis.com. That gets you through to our website, and all of our uh, direct contact is there. You can also just reach out on Instagram, shoot us a DM. We check all our messages. Absolutely. And a quick shout out to Kimberly Joy Voice. She is our podcast extraordinaire, editor extraordinaire. We love her. She is at KimberlyJoyVoice.com. So, okay, today let's dive into this. I'm actually really looking forward to this conversation. Today we're talking about our most recent work with ayahuasca and the ceremonies that we've had most recently and want to share with you all uh, about our experiences and all of all of those good things. Yeah, I have to say, I am utterly blown away. Could I continue to be utterly blown away at the infinite power of this medicine? It, it just straight, I'm going to just like, lay it right down here. This has been the most powerful transformative experience in my life. And it continues to be and I know this not for everybody, but it sure as fuck is for me. So I am so grateful for this. Yeah. Yes. I completely agree. What's fascinating is that the last time that I sat with the medicine was recently, but we hadn't talked about it on the show. I did a three day in July, and that I echo exactly what you just said, Jay. It was the undeniably most transformative experience of my life to date. And I'm just I still I'll be integrating it for the rest of my life, no doubt. But fuck, yes, like, I agree. This is not for everyone. Again, as always, we don't promote anything illegal. We certainly encourage and would absolutely really call people to do their own research and all of that into these medicines. But yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's sure as hell for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the disclaimer, we're not doctors. We're not, you know, we don't, we don't administer ayahuasca or psychedelic medicines of any kind. Uh, so this is just for educational purposes. You know, we're just sharing our own experiences. Um, my, this is my fifth year consecutively. It's been once a year for the last five years, and I'm going to take a little pause and I'm going to give Jamie Crawford some deep love and admiration right here because I can thank my friend Jamie for taking me by the hand and saying, hey, you need this. 
and walking me, literally walking me there and saying, hey, you got to come do this. This is for you. This is going to be really good for you. And we've gone every year for the last five years. So this was my 14th, 15th, and 16th ceremonies most recently. And I usually do these three-day retreats, which are a Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. And they always have an integration every day. There's a, a sharing circle the next morning following the ceremony. So it usually wraps up around 2 o'clock on the Monday, noon to 2 o'clock, somewhere in there. And I've done one other single day ceremony in a different setting. Uh, but this kind of like annularity, this like practice, the, the difference between trying something and doing something, mm -hmm. right? Of going with intentionality, going back, learning something, getting a key experience, having a, you know, a heart opening, a mind opening, uh, a change of perspective, and then taking that away integrating it into life integration is a big word that you hear a lot in relationship to therapy and in, uh, psychedelic medicines this concept of integration where whatever it is that we get that's our big takeaways for our experience it now needs to change who we are and now we need to allow it to affect the person who is sitting in front of you today and i think if you just i can see it i looked so this is my wrap up with thank you to jamie is I was looking at the photograph from our first trip of the two of us together, and we were doing this together. We're looking at that picture as we were showing up five years ago, and then looking at the picture of us that we took while we were on our walk on our second day, and we don't even look like the same people. Mm -hmm. You can just see this, the energetic signature is so, so different. Mm -hmm. You know, I look like hell. <laughs> I've got this big, unkempt, bushy beard, and I've got inflammation everywhere. And it just looked like um, one of the roughest spots that I've ever been. And Jamie's got this kind of sneaky, snarly, like devil inside him look on his face. <laughs> and when I look at the two of us from this past weekend, we're both radiant. Yeah. And just peaceful. You can just see the peacefulness in mm -hmm. the image, how we're just content with who we are, where we are, and everything that's happening. And I think that's like the big summation of what it comes from continuing to show up and doing this work in ourselves yeah 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 it's fascinating this year this year was the biggest year i have had working with the medicine i have been working with it a similar timeline probably a little bit less than you jay but i i send gratitude to my best friend shannon she absolutely is the one who took me by the hand and was very patient with me for years telling me about her work and her experiences such that I could get to a place where I was ready and capable to go there myself. Um, this year was interesting and I'm going to set this stage only because it's relevant to my mo more recent sharing is that in earlier in the year in February, I did a two day, I did a two day experience with my partner at the time. And it was a great experience. Excellent. Lots of healing, all the stuff. That partner and I split. And I had a really powerful, almost ceremonial cry around that partnership ending, which was interesting. The reason I say that is it felt very ceremonial that such that after that purge, after that cry occurred, I felt entirely clear. 
I felt entirely peaceful that us going our separate ways was the right thing. I still feel that way. I have felt that way literally since that happened, even though it was a painful split. So fast forward, I've, you know, met other people, I'm dating someone new, and I go and I have this three day experience, which, as I said, was the most literally crazy life altering thing. And I'll go more into those details once we start talking about the details. That experience and why I did that is because I wanted to meet the medicine sooner because I had been doing annual experiences and I wondered, because I have people in my life who meet the medicine regularly. And I was like, maybe is, is that something that will help me? I'm not sure. Not, it's not like I want to be doing ayahuasca ceremonies every week or anything like that. That's definitely not a frequency that would work for me at this point in my existence. But I was, I was feeling the call to go and work with the mentors of the people that I had done the majority of my healing work with so far. So that's why I did that three day. Pause there, fast forward, right after the world record, I wanted to do, a, I wanted to be in community among people who are doing this work in my area. So I did a single night ceremony with new people in my area that referred from a close friend of mine. So it was a trusted space, trusted person, trusted people. And that experience told basically showed me that I don't need to do the medicine for a while. Yeah, I'll probably again, go back to that cadence of once a year. But for me, it's very clear, I got so much out of this year. Now it's time for integration. Now it's time for living into the insights that I got, and really being in the world in the in the new ways that that ayahuasca has shown me I'm capable of and I'm ready for. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear you. So do you want so to start and go ahead? Yeah, no, I, I definitely can start. I, I've been so looking forward to yeah. us actually speaking on this. I've I been know. keeping a lot of this stuff uh, for myself and I not know. really diving into it in our conversations when mm -hmm. we've been interacting, uh, because I really like for the first shares on the podcast to be authentic and to truly yes. be vulnerable like we are. We, we truly believe our value set. So yeah. the honestness, honesty, openness, vulnerability, all this is legit you know yeah. so let me precursor my uh share with saying i've been meeting ayahuasca annually for like a single three-day ceremony five years in a row i've also leveraged other medicines in the meantime done a lot of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy using mm -hmm. a, a online therapist throughout covid and for about a three-year period we've done a whole episode about this on the past um, I've leaned into physical health and nutrition with exercise and cleaning up my diet and a lot of this stuff, the ability to do this and the desire and the, when you say willpower, this concept of willpower, which I'm not, a, I don't believe in that word, but that's what people will understand if I use that word, the, the initiative and the, and the desire to stay on this path comes from continuing to meet these parts of myself at a deeper level and saying, this is truly what I want for my life. So where I find the willingness to push alcohol to the side and to push a plate of greens in front of me and to go for an exercise comes as a relationship to this deep self-care work. So I want to emphasize that. And you can see it in people's faces when they've been doing this work that you can see their 
physical bodies change, the energetic signature and the aura change as a result. So the other medicines that I've been leaning into, aside from what I've just mentioned, are psilocybin and combo. Psilocybin is mushrooms. They've been decriminalized rapidly in many states recently. People are recognizing the value finally of these magical mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And there is this other medicine called combo, which is a Amazonian tree frog, a giant tree frog. And the secretion from this frog skin is a amino acid neuropeptide. And it is when applied to our bodies, it goes through and it does a cleansing of our lymphatic and neural systems. And it helps to purge, cause us to either poop or puke or cry or boogers to come out your nose. We eject some toxins and some crap that's been stuck in our body. So before going to my most recent set of ceremonies, I did a combo ceremony to help prepare my body and my mind and center myself. Um, And I think this is like my 10th or 12th combo in the last mm, year, two, two years. And this medicine has been very powerful for me as far as resetting my physical systems, getting me into a mind space to be able to do this deeper work. All right, so stage is set. I've done this combo go-to ceremony, and I'm going to give kind of a brief overview on like, this is, first I'm going to say, it's not the same for everybody. Everybody has their own set of experiences. It's different for everyone. Sometimes people see visions. Sometimes people don't see visions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's very physical in body. Sometimes it's very, uh, you know, neural and you're just all in your head so there's there's a vast array of experiences that a person might encounter and i've had a variety of different types of experiences myself but i do have what i see as tends to be a pattern with my journeys over a three day is the first night is generally an onsetting of the stage it's kind of like if you're going to start any project you're kind of like looking at what your work you're going to do, getting all the tools out, prepping the space, like putting all the drop cloths down, you know, like getting everything in place and starting on some of the key cleanup things like, oh, what what have we, you know, what do I need to do before I paint these walls? I got to clean, I got to sand, I got to do some putty, I got to fix, I got to pull the plates off the walls. Like there's a little bit of prep work to do. So my first night, excuse me, my first night is typically surrounded with a bunch of this cleanup where I may have had some things going on that are more superficial that are uh-huh. in my foreground of my day-to-day life experience that require me to give them some attention and to put some of my own awarenesses towards that. Mm-hmm. And very often it comes to me in a very succinct way. So I'm going to read you what I wrote. I've got my notes here. Because I find the medicine helps me to create clarity in my own thoughts, clarity of mind, clarity of purpose, clarity of value, these deeper mm-hmm. concepts. So what, what I wrote is a summation, okay? Healer. My name means healer. Mm. My name, Jason. It means healer. I am a patient, compassionate, merciful, loving, and fierce warrior of the light. My strength of character comes from both my willingness to be vulnerable, authentic, and my courage to dive deep within myself in search of my character flaws. 
and behavior patterns that lower my energetic frequency. Recently, it has come to my attention that I've been displaying passive-aggressive behavior that is not serving me or anyone around me. And this needs to stop. Period. Beautiful. Powerful. Yeah, so that was, that was what you set yourself up with before meeting the medicine the first night? That's what came that's as what came my as the, takeaway. That's what came as the first from the first night. Beautiful. From the first Beautiful. night. That's why. That's what came out of the first night. Yeah. Is my extraction of the first night of yep. the, of awarenesses. Along with that, were a couple of recognitions of people in my life that are of key importance mm-hmm. that I have not been attending to, mm. and I need to reach out to those key people. Yeah. And so those those people bubbled to the top of my list, and I have them noted here. And since ceremony, I've been working my way through that list of people because there's a lot of people that I truly value. And those values, those, gra- those needs to express gratitude, they come to the top of my awareness and I notate them. Yeah. Right. So that's my key. <laughs> that's my key takeaway from night one. Now, if I'm, it's okay I'm, with you. Yeah, please keep going. I'm like literally flipping through my journal right now because I'm like, I, I'm. Yes, G- keep going. Yeah. Okay, so night two, day two, I wrote my first three words on my note are holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so my note to myself. Uh, this. Let's just say that I have the same exact note, but I, I wrote it as holy fucking shit balls. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. Okay, so... I end up with a lot of the same stuff. I get this, like the deeper notations of like people that I need to reach out to things that are important in my life, kind of more superficial day to day interactions, relationships, responsibilities, places where I have, um, I have deeper, I have, I have meaningful work going on areas of my life that are of value to me that I want to continue to deepen those connections i want to continue to work into those spaces lean into those spaces because these are the people and the places that are going to continue enriching my life so Mm -hmm. i end up with a list of people to reach out to and deepen and make it weird yeah and i have made these straight up weird where i send my friend a message and i go you're the most awesome person in the whole fucking world (laughs) i love you deeply i'm never going to stop hugging you i love it yeah now what came out of night number two? Okay, so I asked for a medicine for a deeper experience. I said, I, I'm going to I need to put a stage back as well. Sure. Okay, so back in September, I had a incident where I had, um, I went on a bender. Mm-hmm. I went and did a whole bunch of drugs, right? And I wasn't unsure why. I don't know why I did it. Mm-hmm. I have I had no understanding at the time of why I went on this like run and hide escape and go on a bender kind of behavior. And I've been trying to undo this behavior for quite some time because I've seen it recurring in my life for a, a immeasurable period of time. Like, why do I have this patterns? And I've signed up for a lot of work. I did the fit for service. Um, I've signed up to be a member of fit for service. And I continue to interact with fit for service. I had a meeting with them yesterday. And one of the things that came up 
as a result of diving into going to a master class with fit for service was this awareness of some shame, this deep seated shame that lives inside of me that I didn't know was there. And it was, I've mentioned it before, it was a result of a traumatizing experience from when I was very, very young, talking like three or four years old, like Mm -hmm. barely perceivable memories, right? And so I identified the cause of that behavior as this deep shame, the shame workshop I went to. Wait, this sounds fun. Let's do a shame workshop. I know. I know, it's super sucky. Brave. But the results of like getting to this and like getting recognizing like I'm not ashamed of this. This was a three year old who was terrified of something. No wonder the kid was scared. You know, I'm not that scared kid anymore. Mm-hmm. That scared kid isn't me. But those behavior patterns are results of those traumas. So I went to this set of ceremonies going, I'm sick of these old behaviors. I'm done with this shit, man. This shit can fucking go. Excuse me, but I'm fucking over it. I don't Mm want to be a 50-year-old guy with fucking dragging around five-year-old shit. Yep. You know, I'm sick of acting like a five-year-old when I'm upset with myself Mm -hmm. or I don't know how to deal with myself. Mm -hmm. So I went to the ceremony and I said, here's my list. I was sexually assaulted as a child. Mm -hmm. I was physically beaten as a child. There's these pictures. There are those old square faded photos of me all bruised and battered when I was like five or six years old from a police report. Okay. Sexually assaulted, physically abated. I've been verbally assaulted many times growing up. It was normal to be smacked and, and hit. There were traumas in my household with my mother and father fighting, my father stomping out the door, you know, just aggression, anger. All these things scared the crap out of me when I was a little tiny kid. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of memories of a lot of this stuff, right? Like it's gone. And I went to ceremony thinking, I want to get rid of this. I just want to let go of all the garbage from when I was a kid. So I'm ready to go into the very, it's in the corner of my memory, and get in there with a scrub brush and toothbrush and clean that corner until it's spotless. Like this Fuck is my yeah. goal mm-hmm. for this ceremony is to like get rid of all the crap. Mm-hmm. So I took a big dose on the second night. I told my shaman why I was doing it, what I was doing. We had a consult before and I said, I want to go deep and I want to get rid of this crap. And so what happens is as the medicine onsets, I close my eyes, the space is quiet. I start to get these washes of blue light that start to appear. They kind of run from the top down. They're kind of like slow waves of light Mm -hmm. that start to pass by. And as they start washing by, they start to get more and more uh, definition and clarification and eventually what happens is like what i like to think of or how i can describe it is the halls of consciousness the code to who i am appear in front of me and i can see endless corridors in every direction and rolling spools of code full of patterns and hieroglyphs and numbers and letters and everything that you can possibly imagine to describe who I am and why I am the way I am. And what I did was, and I've done this a lot in my ceremonies, is I choose something to hold in my consciousness as an example of what I'm looking to relate to what I need as a reference point. I need a waypoint. Okay. So if I'm trying to find my way somewhere, if I'm orienteering myself in nature, I need to know which way is north or I need to know which way is west so that I can say which way I'm going. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I need a waypoint. And I've done this before with love and I like hold my hand up and I say, this is love. Don't forget what this is. 
and use that as my reference point. That's my guide. And so I did the same thing in this experience because I knew that I was going looking for stuff that I didn't know what it was. Because when it happened to me, I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to understand it. I didn't know how to feel it. I didn't know how to process it. I couldn't put a name on it. It wasn't identifiable. It's going to be dark, dirty, grimy shadow shit that is hiding that I can't verbally contextualize because that wasn't the place of my existence when it happened to me. So it doesn't have a name, right? It's not yeah. called being molested, right? Mm -hmm. It's called fucking terror, you know, yep. and yep. shame. Yeah. And so I keep this guiding light, which is to me, Christ consciousness. I'm like, I want, if it doesn't resonate with beautiful guiding light of Jesus, like I am the light kind of concept, mm -hmm. then it's not what I want. I want this as my resonant frequency. And I make an alliance with God and I thank God for being there to help me through this process. And I start digging and start scanning code and start looking through everything and going, where's the crap? Let's look for anything that's less than this. Let's just find the garbage. Let's get it out here. And all the spools of code just roll and roll and roll until something, everything's rainbows, everything's gold, everything's white, black and high contrast and just beautiful. And then suddenly the lights dim and things get eerie and it becomes shadow land and there's something brown and green and vile and yellow and putrid and rotten and i can see this seething mass of like worms and intestines i'm like what the fuck is that yeah what is that that is not resonating with that that resonant light is not that's ooey gooey nasty shit get that out of here yep. and yep. as i literally make this decision to like remove this vile gross thing that's like a virus inside of me move that out to the outbox that is going in the trash bin then here it comes roll over face in bucket and bleh, yep. and out it goes and the connection between the cerebral experience of identifying that there are parts existing within my consciousness which exists within my physical body and that those need to move out of my body and into that fucking bucket and down that toilet and never be part of who i am again those are directly mm -hmm. linked to each other mm -hmm. And so I spent, the, I spent that whole evening doing that over and over again. Amazing. Searching and finding and searching and finding. And, you know, <laughs> when, when he called for to say, would anybody like more medicine? <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard because it had been an eternity. Exactly. It had been an eternity. And I'm like. <laughs> More medicine? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking me? Like, kidding me? I have thought more that. Medicine. I have thought that so many times. I'm like, what? Who would? What? No way. No fucking way. Do I want more medicine? Oh my god. I mean, I can tell my sort of parallel version of that story if you want. I don't want to. I don't want to. Please. In, yeah, please. In, no, I don't want to interrupt your sharing. If no, you feel hold my wrap up for day yeah, three for, okay. for the end. And, okay, and, yeah, because I feel yes. like they're interestingly parallel. And this is me talking about that three day. So I I've done a ton of work on myself and the around these feelings of of being anxiously attached, these fears of abandonment, these fears of rejection, and specifically as they relate to love relationships. And in past ceremonies, I've gotten a lot of really great insight and awareness around my dad and his impact on me and, you know, just 
without judgment, just pure compassion. I absolutely love my dad. We have a really wonderful relationship. And that's just true. There's a lot of truth and love there. And there's acknowledgement of, you know, your parents and how they impact you. And so I had this awareness around this, my dad saying these off color things and not protecting me, I'd gotten the, that stuff in previous ceremonies. So I go to this three day. And I'm in a good place. You know, I had split from that other partner, but I was dating someone new who I was really excited about. And felt really good, felt really, really good, like that I had clarity around myself, I had the ability to detach and things like that. But I also was like, I don't, I want to bring vast, massive humility to this process. I just because I'm feeling good. I mean, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more that I can't see that I'm just maybe I'm missing something. So I was just like, wanted to bring that to ceremony. So I had the conversation with my, with my facilitators, the shaman, and, and I told them about these past ceremonies and all this stuff. And they basically coached me. They're like, great. No, because I, I was like, maybe I'm and they're like, no, no, you got it. You got it. This thing about, you know, this thing with your dad, like, you, you see it, you're aware of it. But you haven't felt it. You haven't really felt it. And that made sense. So they basically were like, cry the pain of being a victim. Holy fuck, right? This is the coaching. Exactly. I, this is the coaching I get before going into day fucking one. And I'm not even afraid of that. I feel so grateful. I'm like in tears of gratitude to them already. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I know how to do that. You know, like I I'm willing, I am not afraid of my feelings, I am willing to go there. I have cried rivers and rivers of unexpressed sadness out of my body in past ceremonies. And for clarity, uh, this was the ninth, 10th and 11th time I had met ayahuasca in this three day. And so I go into this ceremony. And it this could be a five hour share. So I'm going to really tighten up certain things that really could be given a lot more airtime. But I go into this and I'm I'm connecting to the medicine and I'm like, okay, cry. I'm not feeling like the need to cry or anything. I'm just like, looking at stuff and okay, I'm see, checking out my dad and basically in very, very short, and this is day one, I feel like I need to purge. I'm not super clear on what it is. There's some notes. Uh, there's probably tons of uh, pages and pages of notes in my journal, but uh, I'm feeling it, but I'm like, not really getting there. It seems to be like taking a long time. I'm like, oh, still feeling kind of bad. And I'm doing the things that maybe would help me purge. But and by purge, I mean, throw up. And I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I can. Okay, okay. So I get back over my bucket. I'm like, this is, this is coming. And I'm like, it's been a while feeling bad. I'm like, uh, I start to make these sounds where I'm like, uh, and I'm not fucking joking. Even doing it now, I'm like, I'm having tears come out of my eyes. It's so powerful. 
am may I'm letting myself uh, like make these noises. And only when I made this very specific noise that was nasty did I actually purge. And it was, and I'm I won't really be able to recreate it, but it's like. And I'm like, uh, and then I like, it's this deep, like, uh, it's hard to even, it's really difficult. That doesn't even sound right. But it's this deep, disgusting, guttural sound, loud, really loud. And that sound, (laughs) right? That fucking sound, (laughs) that sound allowed own was the only thing that actually would purge so like i would i puked at that sound and then i would go back to like uh, like uh, uh, you know just like in in it and only when i went back to that specific sound would more come up and so there wasn't a whole lot of awareness around that but that experience of getting just that nastiness deep nastiness out of my body was incredibly powerful and of course that from day one from that it would build into day two where I where I got a lot more awareness and so I'll say more about that but that was a huge part of day one was this incredibly powerful purge connected to this really really nasty sound that I Only in making that sound was I able to actually, like, get rid of what needed to come out. So uh, this is one of the things that you gain a appreciation for with spending multiple times in ceremony is that these purges are what it is all about. So people think about ayahuasca or psilocybin and they're like, oh, I don't want to go puke. And like, oh, fuck, I want to fucking puke. Yeah, I want to puke so bad because... (laughs) I want to puke so bad because this is exactly why I want to puke so bad because the feeling of being sexually assaulted as a child disgusts me Mm -hmm. because the only thing that I can do is dig to go. How do I feel about being assaulted? I am fucking nauseated by it. Totally. Yep. And I am so nauseated by it that I'm going to hurl into this bucket. I am literally going to throw up and get that feeling that is inside of me that's been there my whole life out yep. by purging it, by releasing it. And these, our bodies store memories in our cells. Every single cell in our body is filled with water. Every cell in our body holds memory, every single type of cell. And our nervous systems and our lymphatic systems, the ones that are responsible for the management, they hold it all in our pancreas and down in our liver, all this stuff, all hold stuff. One of the times when I was puking in that bucket, I was like, okay, we're here, Jay. Just let's just get let's just get it done. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's mm-hmm. just go dig in. Let's clean it up. I said, how do you feel about this? I'm, like, I'm disgusted by that. How do you feel about this part of yourself? How do you like it when you act that way? That's fucking gross. Blah. Yeah, you know, I want to exactly. spit that out. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate that part of myself. That part can go in the bucket because it doesn't have to leave here with me. Yeah, it can leave separately. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I that I vomited was hard. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a chunk, like a like a chunk of yes calcified thing, like a tooth, like a hard yep. chunk of shit hit the back of my mouth and got stuck between my teeth for a second, and I pulled it out of my teeth with my tongue, yep. and then I spit it in the bucket, and you could hear it thwack in the bucket, and I was like, 
how long has that been in there? Unfucking believable, right? That happened to me in yeah. a previous ceremony. It wasn't hard like a tooth, but it was hard like a I don't know, like a like an old hard piece of gum or something. Yeah, like, something like really hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and big. It was crazy. But yeah, yeah I, I I agree. So uh, only because we could easily go so long in this recording, which I have a little extra time. So if we can't, if we have to, that's fine with me. But the go, getting to the specificity, though, I think ha does matter when it's ready for you, right? So I had to really let go of when that specificity and, and direct insight would come, not in this ceremony, but in all of my work with plant medicines of all kinds, is that I had to be accepting that the medicine was going to bring me what I needed and to be to accept the process and the pacing of what she delivers to me. And so I was okay with, okay, I'm, I'm directed to quote unquote, cry the pain of being a victim. And I, I had already basically started doing that right after that coaching session before I even met the medicine, I was crying. I was like crying, feeling stuff, like really feeling out of stuff. And that I feel like prepped me to be ready for this really intense purge, because I didn't cry really in ceremony that that day, which has happened many times for me and seemed to be something that would happen every time based on my past experience. But it's but it's not it's proving not to be the case. So I want to go into day two for me so that you can hear that day two, because day two was the absolute undeniable mind-blowing I've never experienced anything like this experience so they coached me to continue looking at at my dad and the experiences with him and and I so I do that I take the medicine and I go and I sit at my at my mat and I I I'm I'm ready for this I'm ready to to go there so I'm imagining, I, I close my eyes, I see my brother and me on the front lawn, learning to ride bikes, there's the like you mentioned, these square pictures, these are the same things that I'm kind of pulling memories from I'm seeing that picture of my brother and me learning to ride bikes, I'm seeing the picture of me and my brother with chocolate on our face and the floor of the kitchen, I'm, I'm seeing us walking through the garage where my dad would work on cars and you know we're like going up the stairs and into our house I'm seeing grandma's pool I'm seeing the the kitchen the living room the hallway my dad's office I'm seeing all these things and it's good it's like this sort of trip down memory lane and it's fine but I I feel to myself I feel and as the medicine's coming on I'm and I'm in I'm being connected I'm, I'm now connected I'm like okay this is good but but focus on my dad like my dad my dad like look at him you know look at him and it hit me that my dad wasn't there so all these memories this picture of my brother and me on get riding our bikes, I feel my mom's energy, energy taking that picture, us getting the, the chocolate on her face, I feel my mom's energy taking that picture, I'm going through the garage and, and, and seeing all these times when he was not there. And even then emotionally, being like, Oh, even when he was there, 
he really wasn't able to be there for me emotionally. I got this like really powerful clarity about that experience with my dad and how both him not able to be there, but then almost right away. And as part of my reflection on this, I have more to more to share, but how I got how he wasn't there. And I also got how I wasn't there, how in how every relationship that I have ever had, and this is a really powerful statement, but this is what it this was the powerful clarity was that every relationship I have ever had, had no chance because of me. And I mean that not as a harsh judgment or a painful, I didn't even feel it as pain. I was like, it's because of this impact, this influence, this modeling of lack of connection of not being there. And that's why it's something that I value so deeply when people show up for me, when people are there for me, it moves me deeply. And so to see where I wasn't showing up fully, where I was afraid to connect deeply, and also seeing concurrently the relationships with men who could show up for me, who were emotionally available, I couldn't show up for them. It was this amazing clearing of basically 40 years of, of pattern. Basically, you know, I say 40 years because, you know, I'm 44, almost 45. So it's like the time, the amount of time where I've basically been operating under this, this pattern. And it felt so incredibly freeing, because I now feel like it just, it's so amazing. Even the person that I was dating ahead of this ceremony left my life in this very interesting fashion. It's a, a story for another time. But it wasn't even hard to experience that. I was like, it makes sense. I chose him based on this pattern. And now I'm in an interesting, wonderful new phase of my life and relationship where I feel so, I feel so safe because I feel so clear and free from, from this 40 year block. It's, it's kind of weird. And, and just one last thing. I know this is long winded, but oh, please, please, I'm totally, please. Okay. Yes. And I'll just say, I want to go to the next place because that, believe it or not, clearing a 40-year pattern of around my dad wasn't even the mind-blowing thing. <laughs> After that, the medicine took me to a place where I have absolutely never fucking been in my life. Time did not exist. I had the experience, Jay, of experiencing everything I have ever wanted. Like it was this unbelievable no time experience. And you know how they talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza, how you have to feel now in the present, what you would feel when you have the thing that you desire, right? So if you I want to be a millionaire, or I want to be in a beautiful love relationship, or I want to be whatever, you need to theoretically feel those things now in the present in order to ma magnetize them to you. And mm -hmm. I feel very, very deeply, very strongly. I believed in that before, but now I've experienced it. Like I know what it feels like to be in a beautiful, wonderful love relationship because I've experienced it through this, through the ceremony, which sounds so fucked up and weird, but it's exactly what 
it blew my head off. I can't even describe it. Hmm. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I always find myself in this amazingly deep place of gratitude for the infinite wisdom, the guiding light, the direct connectivity with divinity. You know, this is the source for, you know, the deeper guidance to healing ourselves and each other in the world. You know, it's really what it's all about. Yeah. I want to share a little something else that um, was really powerful for me. It came up on my second night. Uh, so if any of you have known me for a long time, you know that for a long time I was a cigarette smoker. I mean, I grew up, started smoking cigarettes when I was young. I was a boy. I was 12, 13 years old when I started smoking cigarettes. It's horrible. And that was normal to smoke in the house. People smoking yep. the car, you know, the smoking cigarettes culture. And it plagued me. It just haunted me. It became this vice that I carried around for decades. And I smoked and I was gross. I was a hideous smoker. I was the guy who would walk up to the door of the plane smoking a cigarette. I disgust myself. So gross. And mm -hmm. so I, I fixed that. I quit tobacco and I, t I made a decision about who I was going to be. And I pushed that part of me to the side and said, that part is gone. We're Love done it. with that. And I did that without the help of um, these ceremonies. But in some ways, uh, psilocybin definitely contributed to that in my mm -hmm. way of deeper awarenesses. And one of the things that the ceremonies that I go to have is mapacho or a black Peruvian Amazonian tobacco is a big part of the ceremonies and the facilitators and shamans, they use this mapacho tobacco to purify the room and they use it throughout the ceremony and they blow it into the top of your head and on the back of your back of your neck. And it's like the sealing protective medicine and it's supposed to be, have a lot of beneficial value. And I actually say that tobacco, this particular tobacco spirit is in the hierarchy of plants is like right at the top. They say tobacco is this master, master plant. And you can see this from the Native American cultures as well. Um, before the tobacco plant was modernized and used in its modern form, it's very different as far as spiritual practices. And uh, after having this really intense um, purge on the second night, mm -hmm. I had an insight appear. I was about, you know, a good way. I had cleared a lot of the purging and this, this, what happens is like, it's like a street sign lights up, it's like a diner sign, like a neon sign appears. And it's like, you could really do with some tobacco right now. Yeah. And I was like, what, what? I'm inside my own head, you know? And I'm like, the sign appears. It's like, get some tobacco right now. I asked somebody yeah. first. So I lean over and I'm so fortunate at this ceremony to have my first wife, Tucci with me right next to me and next to her, Jamie. And mm -hmm. Jamie's mom on the other side. Amazing. So this family experience, right? The whole family. And I lean over and I ask Tucci, I'm like, hey, can I, can I please have some of that mapacho? Because I'm feeling called to it. I'm feeling like this internal knowing, my gut instinct, my internal size, like, hey, go get that. Yeah. And so I smoked some of this tobacco and it immediately calmed my body. Mm. It brought this sense, this wave of calmness. And help my system get back down because I've been through this really brutal, intense physical experience of changing my cellular structure, yep. like removing these parts of myself. My body was feeling very traumatized and very, I mean, I just relived all the feelings of being beaten and molested and all these young childhood traumas that were yeah. really, really hard feelings to yep. refeel. And I did exactly what you did. I was like, I'm going to go feel these and get, and, and they're going to feel how I feel about them. Yep. And that tobacco, Bringing that in 
was it was really powerful for me to say, oh, okay, so this was actually at one point it was a medicine for me in the past mm. when I was young and I reached for tobacco. I was looking for a medicine. I was looking yeah. for something to help me. And yeah, it, it, I didn't use it correctly. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a kid. But in this context, it was actually really powerful. And I'm so grateful. And so as I went into my third night of ceremony, I made a point. I went and I borrowed a pipe and I got a little satchel of tobacco and I put it to the side. I'm like, okay, this is going to be part of my ceremony tonight. And I'm going to use this as a, as a medicine to help center and regain who I am and who is the new version of me going forward. And it was really, really powerful. I felt like a, I felt like I got run over by a truck by the time. Yeah. We were, I always feel like it, like my physical body goes through some really powerful changes. And going into the third night, I part of me is like, I'm going to lower the dose a little bit, and I'm going to take it easy on myself. Oh pause there yeah pause one of the things i made a point of that i want to make sure i talk about is i made a point of expressing gratitude at a cerebral level to my body for everything mm -hmm. that's ever done for me and for the work that it was doing at that time to clear the things that needed clearing and that sent pinball machine like the body was so happy there's this joyful bliss that occurs where everything just lights up. It's like, yeah, we know it's been so hard. And like, there's all this loving energy that just is reciprocated everywhere for yeah. expressing gratitude to my own, my own form. And then that loving energy up the chain to God, to that version of creator to say, thank you for this journey. Thank you for this experience. Thank you for this whole everything. And then this reciprocal infinite wave of energy is just rolling back and forth in every direction of this nod, this nod of the nod of knowing that just says, yes, thank you. This, this is for you. This is for us. This is for everything, you know, and this way, this expression of deep gratitude and love and appreciation at this like infinite cerebral level of consciousness. It just waves, washes of beautiful color everywhere. and Everything lights up and just magnifies and becomes this the most beautiful expression of that's infinitely possible. And I really wanted to make a point to mention that because that's a daily thing. Like it can happen in these times when we're in a challenged situation where you're like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And something's really obvious that it was hard. Yeah. But we can also do it when it's less obvious. Definitely. You know, when I stub my toe and I can go, fuck you. Ugh, or I can go, <laughs> Thank you for the reminder to slow down. Yeah, exactly. And be more conscious about my steps. Absolutely. You know? And that's all it is, is this little awareness is to be grateful for it all. You know, that happens to me a lot in ceremony where I'll be in a state and I'll be having gone through something difficult and I'll just be like, thank you. Thank you. <sighs> thank you. Like I, I'll whisper it like I'll it'll come audibly out of my mouth as opposed to just being something I'm thinking. You know, it actually is something that ends up spoken for me most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I have the same thing. I think um, my facilitator, he does this, his voice is absolutely the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Incredible. And that's a huge part of the experience. And mm -hmm. at times I'll be a complete wash. I, my cheeks will hurt from mm -hmm. smiling so big where my smile is all the way up here by my eyes you know because i'm so enthralled with the pure beauty of the experience it's just fantastical 
There's so they much even, more I could share, by the way. Like, there's so many more little quirky, funny things. I mean, we should do almost another episode on just like the funny, quirky things that happen during ceremony. Yeah. I mean, yeah, literally, I have pages and pages and pages in my journal because that is a huge part of me. Uh, for me, how I get the most value out of the work with the medicine and how you do the work beyond what she tells you. So yeah, go on, Jay. Well, you know, I do the same thing. I take tons and tons of notes and I write everything down. I use my phone because that's how I have to work. If I want it to be legible, I need to mm -hmm. use typing. Uh, so I, as I went into my third ceremony, uh, part of me, my physical body, my mental state, my day, my second day sleep, the whole day, I was just in agonizing pain. My head was pounding. I was just feeling completely worked, right? Like I knew I'd been through some really deep work and everybody there was like being, giving me lots of wide berth. They knew how badly I'd been beaten up that night. And it was again, reliving all those traumatic experiences. So literally been beaten up that night, you know? Mm -hmm. And as I went to the third day, I asked the medicine for a gentler ride. I, I took the cup with grace and deepest respect and gratitude. And as I downed the medicine and showed my thanks for what the medicine can do, I asked for a, a gentler experience. And as I went back to my mat and I got comfortable and laid myself back down, I said, is that why you're here? Is that what you want? You want a little gentle experience or did you come here to get this shit done? Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm not leaving here unless this shit is done. Yeah. And so we went checking the code one more time, scanning, looking for anything that was out of place. And I remember finding this one little dude. Okay. He's like, <laughs> he's kind of like a little character that you'd see in like a video game. He's like a little alien. He's kind of square shaped. And he's got kind of a little square rectangular body and these little wiggly arms. And he's like, e -e 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 -e. he's like this little meanie guy, right? You'd want to shoot him if you were playing a video game and be like, oh, bad guy. <laughs> right. And I remember finding him as I'm scanning code and going, that guy right there, that guy's not, he's, what is he? He's bad guy and he's out of here, you know, and finding these things and moving them to the side. And with that came a, a, a bunch more purges. And um, overall, it was a, a more peaceful night because the medicine does give you what you ask for. But the part that was most deeply resonant with me of that third ceremony was that I wasn't there to just lay around and have a, you know, fuzzy, warm ex feeling experience. I was there to do the work. Yeah. I've been practicing for many years. Uh, I've got 10 years of relationship to dmt before ever engaging to ayahuasca and the spaces are quite similar in the sense that they there is overlap as far as how they contextually operate within our bodies and so i wasn't going to let any of the time that i had go to waste and yeah. have it be spent thinking about something menial or something superficial i wanted the time that i had with the medicine to be used doing deep work and doing the work that can only be done in that space. Yeah. And so while the doors were open and while that space was there for me to do the work in, I was there to say yes to change and let it all go. 
Beautiful. And this was my big epiphany. This became my anchor, my rock. This, my answer is yes. Yes, I'm here to do this. Yes, I'm here to show up for myself. Yes, I'm here to be loved. Yes, I'm here to love myself and to love those around me. And yes, I'm willing to let it all go. Yes, I want to let it go. Yes, I don't want to be attached to anything. Yes, I, yes, and let it all go. Yes, and let it all go. And every time I would say yes, I welcome in change. And I would let go of my preconceptions, let go of my attachments, let go of these versions of who I think I am or I was or I, you know, how I identify myself. Yes, let that go. And as I was laying there with this purge came and uh, an energy twice, I had these energies show up. No, twice, three, four, four, five times I had these energies show up to me. This one in particular, some of you will know this name. And oh my gosh, was I ever put back with just awe. The Lord Shiva appeared to me. Wow. The God of chaos. <laughs> the God responsible in the Hindu religion for fucking shit up. The one who brings <laughs> on tornadoes, who brings on hurricanes, who brings on floods. The Lord Shiva appeared to me and leaned down and said, you invite change. Mm. Let's Oof. fuck some shit up. Oh. <laughs> and I was scared. I was scared because this is an all-powerful deity, and Shiva brings this this seal. It's like a seal, like a like a wax seal, and it goes when this wave of radiant energy, like an earthquake, in all directions, and every bit of my code went shook and shattered, and the pieces went flying everywhere, and I felt myself kind of tear apart at the seams. And all the pieces, like puzzle piece, like having a perfectly laid puzzle, all the pieces flew up into the air and they all fell to the table broken in a big pile. And I felt this wave of tearing everything apart and everything settling back down again. And I said, yes, I welcome change. Wow. Yes, I'm willing to let it go. And out goes the purge. And then the medicine showed me the new, a new possibility, gave me some Gave me, presented me with some new ideas about how I could identify myself, directions that I could go, the way that the universe could be. And it's like, you invite change, here's change, here's a different route, yeah. here's a different version. And <sighs> I feel this wave of, whew, like right now, I can just, I'm just reliving all this intense energy. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Oh, God, there's so much here. I, I too, usually on the last day, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh, I just want to get through it. Because <laughs> usually in my experience, not that I have tons of experience, the second day has been the most intense. And I, I, uh, I had a more gentle experience on the third day also. The purge for me on the third day was... It was like I could still, it was so difficult for me to get the medicine down every single day of this three day. Like, me I'm not too. joking. I'm oh one my of the, God. oh, so hard because you know what's coming. Your ego is in such resistance to this, what it knows is going to help destroy it basically or transform it. It's very scary for the ego. So anyway, it's funny because. I, in this particular experience, I was in a Maloka with like 17 other people. And it was this wonderful, beautiful held space. And I was probably like, I think I was the third person to drink. And so I am like, take it takes me like, 
20 sips to get this stuff oh, down. Gross. It's so hard. I cannot shoot it like I'm doing a shot of tequila. That's not, I just can't. I would literally spit it all over them. I just, it is, so I do it the way that I have to, to get it down. And I, I some people who uh, were, we talked after it was over, they were <laughs> sort of feeling the challenge of uh, <laughs> me drinking the medicine. CSI, the dogs freaking out. Um, but the purge for me on the last day was was kind of a simple one because I was basically just hoping to get through it. You know, I was I had gotten so much the day before, even in my coaching session before the third day, I was laughing. Just, just we were laughing. I was laughing so hard because I got so much more than I ever could have like ever could have fathomed. I mean, again, clearing a 40-year pattern that has caused me deep, deep pain for my entire life, I cleared, right? That's not Great even talking. Thank you. And that's not even talking about getting insight into, you know, the fluidity of time and space and creation and our ability to manifest. Like, it, it, it's just phenomenal. So I am beat up like you. and. I go into this third day and I'm just like kind of giving myself more gentleness. And the purge was more like this tastes like shit in my mouth. <laughs> I don't like it. You know, I don't like how this tastes. And I started to like wanting to spit. And it became this thing of like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And that wasn't what had me purge, but it was sort of like me talking to ayahuasca. I was like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, even you. Like me, meaning even ayahuasca. I don't have to do you if I don't want to. And I, that, when every time I like thought said to myself, even you, like sort of almost in this awesome, defiant energy, I purged. So it was this beautiful, you know, it was this, <laughs> right? It was this beautiful, like, I am going to take up space. Fuck you. And it was this wonderful energy. It wasn't this negative. It was this, because again, if I'm going in as this little, as this little victim, and one thing I didn't mention that was a big part of coaching myself through the ceremony and working with my younger self is I had this visual, this image, this feeling for some reason of this 12 year old version of me, there was this specific striped outfit that I wore. And I wrote pages and pages of, of validation for that girl. And it's like, it's so understandable that you feel like a dork. It's understandable that you don't know how to talk to boys. It's understandable that you want like a boy and want him to like you. It's okay that you feel stupid in this scenario or whatever, like anything and everything I could think of. And that came to me around that experience of me and it expanded beyond that 12 year old version of me to to the version of me today. But it was this beautiful, powerful validation of that, and comfort and compassion for that for that girl, and for me. So I had a really strong experience of that. And so to then have the the experience of the power in the defiance, that's the kind of almost next level, not even like a hierarchical thing, but it's, it's a different energy than that compassion. Like I needed that compassion and love and validation. 
in order to start to be able to go, no. And I've had experiences in past ceremonies where I'm like, no, no. And that's what got me the awareness around my dad that I what I needed to to start to look at to get to where I got in this three day. So the last thing I'm going to share is the, the ceremony that I did right after the record to connect with this new community. It was a single night with the medicine. Again, me exploring this experience of meeting the medicine more frequently. Will this serve me? I don't know. I want to have the experience to see if it does. It was a very gentle ceremony. I didn't purge at all. I didn't cry. I didn't need to. It was new. So I was a little bit nervous around people in the space, even though I felt safe. But what the medicine showed me, and this builds on all the things that I got from this year, is how much of a rock I am and how capable I am to meet my family in the challenges that they're facing now in their relationships and their and themselves and their emotional growth. And it's just so interesting how a multitude of different family conversations had come my way recently. And and since this ceremony, where it's not even hard for me to meet my family and hold space for them. Even though like the the past version of me might have felt nervous or didn't know what to say or, or feel like I need to say the exact right thing or whatever, or be afraid to talk about things that I think are interesting or possible or the ways that I contemplate love relationship and partnership and all these things. I have full ease in having these discussions with all of my family now, which is a really beautiful thing. And that's basically what the medicine showed me was how strong I am in that role and how how capable I am in that role, and certain specific things of ways I can deepen those relationships with my family that I care about so much. Thank you. Me, I'm so proud of you too. I mean, this is beautiful, wonderful, incredible work. The gratitude that I have for Shannon taking my hand and and helping me get here. Oh, I I could cry. Woo! Yeah. So grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so grateful. I want to double tap on one thing that you said because it was very resonant for me as well. I didn't purge for my first dozen ceremonies. I would, my bowels would pass and I would get boogers or snot or spit, but I didn't puke Mm -hmm. and purge things from my gut until a dozen times of doing this. Wow. And the first time I did purge, I had gone to the bathroom. And so you said something about feeling okay about taking up space. And mm-hmm. this was something I was like, ding, 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 ding. And I often get these signals in the experience that's like, hey, pay attention to this. And like a bell rings, you know, to get my attention. And this one of, and what I intentionally did during this ceremony and what really came up for me was like, okay, if I needed to go to the toilet, I go and do my business and get back in the room as soon as possible, like as quickly and as efficiently as I can get out of that place of waste, get back in the room where there's a space held for me. Yep. And if I need to purge, do it right there in the room. And don't be afraid about taking out of space. Be honored and be by space. The space that I take up is not taking up anybody else's. It is my space to take up and I am serving the world by taking up this space. My space is a contribution to the whole, I should not be dimming my light, my lighting my light and being who I am and doing the work about who I am to be a better version of me holds up the structure of the space that we're looking to create together. That is what defines the geometry of space time in the structure that we want it to be. Yeah. 
it's so, so good, good work for for getting to that in you I, yeah. I, I applaud and i resonate with you and i value you thank you and relative to that very intense purge that i described earlier and I, I mentioned how it felt like it took a long time quote unquote to get there that what i felt after that was over was and this made me not cry tears of sadness but it was tears of true gratitude around how patient the medicine was with me right she was Infinitely. she was so patient with me you know and that's when i thought about the 12 year the 12 year old me that girl you know and i'm just like and it, and i felt that patience you know and so like how giving myself that patience to move through whatever I'm in, you know, it, it was just so powerful. That coupled with everyone else in the space bearing witness to my experience, because that was fucking crazy. Exactly. The loud, yeah. loud, like I had to go there in the presence of 20 other people. Yeah. You know? And walking the, each other home. Oh, it was, it's absolutely unbelievably powerful. Any, all of it. I mean, again, we could go on and on, but just such incredible, beautiful work and do your research, go, you know, get educated. Uh, of course, all the disclaimers we said before, but if you're called, I would invite you into that inquiry for yourself. Start to start to look around. I really like to thank our, everyone in our audience. And I really want to take a minute and just thank you, Mel, and yeah. thank my friends group and my family and all the people who have helped me on this journey. It's been incredibly incredible and just so great. I'm so much more at peace and so much more full of gratitude and just healthy, whole, wholeness, wellness, you know, the strength of being. Just can't say enough. Yeah. If you've got value from this episode, please share it with somebody that you think might also receive value from it. I think that's the most important thing we can do Absolutely. is share, be there for each other. This is resonant of the experience of being present for each other. Yes. If you'd like to support Trust the Journey, please subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star review. You can follow us on Instagram if you'd like to make comments you can do so on youtube you can do so on instagram you can reach us on a dm you can support the show financially through patreon if you choose to go to patreon uh, you can go to our website trustthejourney.today scroll down the bottom there's a big purple button that says donate now that will get you membership into the trust the journey family where melanie and i and our whole family are proactively engaging in our set of values in authentically showing up and sharing into that space and being true versions of ourselves. And we would love to invite you to be part of that. Any donation amount will get you into the Trust the Journey family. You can find that at trustthejourney.today. Donate now on Patreon. Yeah, and I wanna briefly, quickly touch on this, that the Trust the Journey family is a space for integration. Like I mentioned exactly. how I got from the medicine work that I did this year, I got that it's time, it's time for me to integrate. I don't necessarily need to meet the medicine anytime soon. There's, there's work for me to do, and I'm excited about that. 
it's an interesting thing that's, that's, that also comes with this work. It's not just the ceremonies that bring us the value. It is the integration as well, the relationships, how we're showing up differently, experiencing ourselves differently outside of the ceremonial space as well. So the Trust the Journey family is a great place for that. So really, if you're feeling called to join us there, we welcome you. Any amount will get you in there, even a dollar a month. So it's really just about having that energetic buy-in, that literal buy-in makes a difference energetically. And so that's why we have that in our quest and, and mi mission to build community and, and connection the ways that we do. And of course, if you'd like to reach out to either Melanie or myself, you can find Melanie at MelanieCurtis.com and you can find me at my new website, JasonPoletsky.com. Yeah. Family, we love you so much. Thank you for being on this ride with us. Just thank you. Love you so much.